0: Hello and welcome. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management show. Glad to have you here. Let's start out right away. How do you get a hold of us? You head to our website annexwealth.com. You click that Get Started button. What we do is investment and in retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. As a fee-only fiduciary, in the next hour, we're going to talk about how we think and how we work, and hopefully, going be a good example. If you're curious about that, maybe you're looking for a partner, maybe you're looking for a second set of eyes. Got a lot of great examples on the show today. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky is our Chief Investment Officer. Welcome. Thank you, Danny. Dave Spano, our President and CEO. Welcome to you.
1: Thanks, Danny. You know, we had a really nice rally closing out on Friday, up more than 200 points. That was a nice turnaround to end the week. And that gave us a nice ending to the week, Derek.
2: Right. The Dow actually finished flat on the week. A lot of volatility during the middle of the week. The S&P and NASDAQ down half a percent. Uh, But, you know, that follows on a very strong week the week before after that that bullish CPI number that came out. So, you know, again, we're all waiting on the Fed. We're watching inflation. We're watching the economy. And there are lots of different headwinds and tailwinds. It's really a complicated atmosphere right now.
1: It really is. And one of the things that really jumped out at me was the interest rates on both the two-year Treasury, 4.5%, and the 10-year Treasury, 3.8%. That delta... Almost 70 basis points is something that we haven't seen in a long time.
2: Well, it's the sharpest inversion of the yield curve, and by that I mean higher interest rates on the short end, lower interest rates on the long end, that either of us have ever seen in our careers. I mean, a 70 basis point inversion. And historically, when that three month and 10 year inversion goes negative, it has a perfect record of predicting recessions. But then at the same time, Goldman Sachs, fully aware of this, comes out on Friday and says they think the US is gonna avoid a recession. So the U.S. does continue to benefit from the strong dollar, which has kept inflation at bay here, and the relative oasis of our economy from a perspective of being somewhat independent on oil production and the rest. So, We have a lot of advantages and a lot of things to be thankful for. So
1: let me go and try to clean a lot of that stuff up. So, of course, we have the inversion of the yield curve, and every time we've seen that at that degree, and we have saw it in 2020, 2009 and 2001 and all of those had recessions in those years but you pointed out something very important and that is what's happening with oil WTI crude around $80 a barrel and that's that is really counterintuitive to what we are thinking
2: right i mean we talked a lot about underinvestment in the energy patch we know that the US has been supplying reserves from the strategic petroleum reserve which has had put, put some downward pressure on energy but we also know that China isn't fully reopened and we know the drilling has gone way down i did a slide presentation earlier this week and you see that the number of wells that are drilled but not completed is way down which is what future supply becomes so there is a stickiness i believe personally to the price of oil which is one of the reasons why we like the energy sector tactically particularly given the the nice dividends attached to many of those companies and
1: as we go into the holiday week thanksgiving coming up. People like to get into a better mood, but of course, there's also the time that it gets colder, and when you start to get colder around the country, especially in the northern part of the United States, you start to see natural gas prices going up. So you talked about China, you talked about natural gas prices, and one thing that's still out there, Derek, is Russia is continuing to sell more oil, but they're kind of doing it through the back door.
2: Right. I mean, in many cases, for example, India is buying that Russian oil at a discount, then they're they're basically selling what they don't need to other countries, so you know in some ways they're arbitraging it. So the Russian economy hasn't been uh, shackled as much as I think the uh, alliance would like in terms of the the sanctions that have occurred. But there were some rays of hope even over there. You know, the Zelensky talked a little bit about negotiating. Putin did as well. They pulled out of the, the province that they had taken. So there is some and some, poss- some green shoots. Yeah, right. some green shoots over there, which obviously would be welcome. You know, at one point last week we thought we were at the risk. Of a third right. world war, right, when those missiles went into Poland, but it turns out those were Ukrainian defense missiles. So there's lots of stuff to talk about, lots of geopolitical risk, but balanced portfolio is the way to go.
1: And there's no question about that. And folks, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about politics in leading up to it, but we now know for sure that we're going to have a gridlock. And of course, the markets do like that. So Derek talks about both negative headwinds and positive tailwinds. And both of those really mean to go through those portfolios. And are you position correctly if we do get a soft landing or if we don't in 2023 you need to recession proof your portfolio and that means going through asset class holdings and making sure it aligns with your full financial plan. That means tax planning estate planning and your retirement plan, Danny.
0: And Dave, that's a process that takes a lot of expertise and we've got a lot of expertise. It all starts when we look your stuff over, we see where the overlap is, we make the suggestions and then we move forward our financial planning team, very good you've heard our investment committee as well and our tax team and our estate team. Put those folks to work and put them to work as a fee only fiduciary the website is annexwealth.com all you got to do is click that get started button quick reminder the week in review is available on demand this weekend you can get it at the annex wealth management youtube channel you can get it in the axiom which is our weekly newsletter that's delivered sunday mornings or you can get it at spotify at the top of the hour annexwealth.com click that get started button this is money talk the annex wealth management show for the first week of deer camp we're going to be right back on 620 wtmj we're back. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. It starts when you head to AnnexWealth.com. Put the power of the Annex Wealth Management team to work as a fee-only fiduciary. Derek Felski, our Chief Investment Officer in the studio. Dave Spano is President and CEO Annex Wealth Management.
1: Thanks, Danny. You know, uh, Derek, you did a nice presentation earlier this week with Tom Parks, our 401k expert. And it was really nice to go through that process. One of the things that you pointed out was the GDP report, which was really interesting. And we saw an Atlanta Fed GDP report that showed
2: 4% Q4 growth. And that is really different than most economists. Right. Most economists actually are looking for negative growth in the fourth quarter. And that Atlanta Fed number does move around quite a bit. You know, the, The recent strength we saw in retail sales, I think that was the reason for that forecast. But subsequent to that, we've seen some other forecasts. We've seen some weak housing starts numbers uh, we've seen jobless claims though remain stubbornly uh low if you will, which is you know a sign that the labor market continues to be strong. And then you know as part of that presentation, you know, one of the things was you know in, the, in light of all this, the election now being settled, uh, where the economy is, what we're looking for in 2023, you do this work and you, and you just look around and you say, my goodness gracious, small cap stocks are really cheap relative to large cap stocks and that's true of mid caps as well. And then you dig a little deeper and you find that small cap stocks tend to do better coming out of a weak economic period than large caps. And they're also, you know, more attractively valued. And they've already had significant downward earnings provisions. So perhaps a lot of news has already been baked in, and you get a bit more reasonable multiple. So what I would suggest to people, if you take one thing away from this show, you probably are under-allocated to small caps. Perhaps you could find a, a mutual fund or an ETF that makes some sense going forward. But do, the, do your due diligence.
1: And that's, of course, if you're doing this on your own. We go through this portfolios, and we make sure that it is aligned with your risk tolerance, and, of course, your goals. And that is a significant difference versus just running out and throwing that into your portfolio without it tying into your overall allocation. So you think about that and say, you know, talk about small-cap exposure, talk about mid-cap exposure, and, of course, you talk about what the earnings expectations are, and you touched on that just slightly about what the expectation is for large-cap stocks. And the S&P 500's earnings seem like they have to come down from where they are.
2: They certainly do, particularly from the largest component of that index. We talk oftentimes at ETFs, you have to look at how they're constructed. The s and market cap weighted, so Apple is the biggest weighting at almost 7%, Microsoft right behind it. They are terrific companies, but they're not as as inexpensive as any number of other companies are. And of course, you have to balance the, the valuation with what the business prospects are. The other thing is those companies have a lot of exposure overseas. We know Europe's having problems with higher oil prices. That's not going to be good for demand for iPods. It's just or iPhones. So, you know, you have to balance what's going on overseas with the currency, with the valuations, and the rest. Uh, but there are opportunities, and we do believe that with the dollar at these levels, at some point, European stocks will look attractive. They certainly are cheap.
1: And you talk about European stocks, and, you know, of course, we just mentioned the S&P 500, which closed at the doorstep of 4,000. And, of course, you'll remember it's the year started that the S&P 500 was around 4,800. So it is certainly down. However, that doesn't mean that there's not more downside risk that we can see right now. And that is the reason why we're pounding the table and talking to you about the inverted yield curve and the potential recession. Are you set up? And that is the risk-reward parameters that we often talk about.
2: And the other thing you won't hear from many people is that while we do talk about Santa Claus rallies, historically, when you enter the fourth quarter in bear market territory, that Santa Claus rally uh, is not quite as exuberant as it is in other years. So there is some coal in the stocking. So you you don't want to be chasing these rallies into year-end, trying to make it up a lot of portfolio managers will probably do that. You'll probably see some massive short squeezes between now and year-end because there are a lot of stocks that are down more than 80% from their highs. But at the end of the day, you don't want to really fight the Fed until you see the whites of their eyes. And so that's, let's
1: end on that because that is really the biggest thing is everyone has been a Fed watcher for more than a year right now, and they are nearing the end of their cycle. Is it December at a 50 basis point? What do they do beyond that? And you know, some economists are saying another 20 25 basis points in early 23, maybe or maybe not. But that means that at least the cycle is coming to a slow, and that is because inflation is slowing. We're starting to see housing demand start to come down. We're starting to see peak inflation in lots of areas, and that really means, folks, that this is the time to go through it, make sure that you understand what you own why you own it, and how much you're paying for it. Dave,
0: you mentioned earlier people doing it themselves. If you're doing it yourself, are you covering that investment angle? Are you covering the retirement planning part of it? Are you covering the tax planning? Are you covering the estate planning? Are you doing it to the best of your abilities? How about a professional team helping you? We would love to do it. Head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. This is the time Annex Wealth Management is ready. You know, we often say know the difference, but up next, a Hear the Difference segment. Great story from one of our clients about his search for the right partner for investment and retirement planning. That's next on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 620 WTMJ. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, and that's the goal of this segment. Another opportunity to meet a real-life client of Annex Wealth Management, who we work with for investment, retirement, estate and tax planning, let's say hello to Tom. Hey, Tom. Hi, Danny. At the top, some quick questions. You are a client of Annex Wealth Management. Yes, I am. Annex is not providing any type of compensation for your time for this segment. Correct. And there are no conflicts of interest between you as a client and Annex as a firm. No, none there, that I know. There you go. Well, we like transparency. You've been a client for three years now. Before that, you were an active do-it-yourselfer when it came to investment and retirement-related decisions. You did all the research, all the analysis. You were probably pretty good at it.
3: I thought I was doing okay at it. And actually, Dan, if you remember, I was a client of another company before it came to Annex. So I've been a client of someone's for a little over five years. But probably since the 80s, I really pretty much managed my own portfolio, and I did all my investment decisions, and did all the legwork. But as I became closer and closer to retirement, there's way too much to know and to do. So I turned it over to somebody. But Anna and I have been together for three plus years now.
4: Do you
0: remember about when it was that you thought, you know what, I might need a pro on my side? It would have been
3: five years ago. And I was getting closer. I, I knew I was going to be retiring. The numbers were getting closer. I had been meeting my goals. My kids were going into college. Things were happening. And it's like there's too many moving parts to really understand I'm pretty good with some of them but this is your future you're talking about and you're going to like cut the lifeline of a paycheck and go and live off of your savings and the things that are, are there with you so so that's when it was time to time to get some real help
0: you were within the 10 yard line and heading for the goal line
3: yep didn't need so, to fumble
0: so that was not a quick search you investigated a number of name brands some local some nationally based when you were looking for a partner what were you looking for what do you remember
3: the big thing was, is that when you're taking all of your life savings and it's somebody that you're going to trust, somebody that's easy to do business with, I like the local factor as, you know, when you talk about it, when you're just talking to a person on the phone whom you may never, never meet, it's just not that same comfort level because it's, it's your money. And so I was looking for that, looking for some track record, basically
0: somebody you trust. You did all that research. And when it came down to deciding, ta-da, Annex was not your first choice. <laughs> not my first choice.
3: To give Annex credit, it wasn't that they weren't my first choice. At that time, Annex was growing so much that I just had concerns that they, in a back office sense, would be able to to keep up. There was expansion going on. It was growth. It was explosive growth with their business. And having been in a company that does grow and does mergers and acquisitions and does other things and have seen things go wrong, I was just a little concerned that the back office could keep up with the front office side of it. So it wasn't necessarily that they were my, my second choice. I had reservations, and because it was my money and I was conservative, I, I went with basically what was my second
0: choice. You no, know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. We're chatting with Tom, a client of Annex Wealth Management. So you broke our heart. You're with somebody else. What were the signs that maybe you needed to think of a, a different partner?
3: What it was is I, I was always kind of keeping an eye on Annex because they said at that point Annex was my choice. My client rep, Mark, was persistent. He didn't let go. Kind of just checked in every once in a while. We had some conversations and things. And, and then it really was coming back to, all right, it seems like you've been able to grow. You've opened all these offices, um, nothing on social media, nothing in the news. And there's no bad press. So you, it looks like you're able to pull it off. And so we started going back and we took a look at it again. But th- then it was like the, all right, what are you getting for your money? Because they obviously don't do it for free. But with the comprehensive tax planning and estate planning added in, which I kind of got a little bit of, but not to the same formality. There weren't subject matter experts with the other company that you met with. That and actually a lower fee says, "Wait, I think it's time to move and give them a chance. How long you been retired now? Three years. Anything surprise you with retirement? I was kind of ready for it, but I think uh, what surprised me is how easy I moved into it. Probably the hardest part is managing your budget and, and spending your money as opposed to making money and spending the money you make. It's a whole different mindset because now you're you're living off of everything. But when you look at it, you know, the money is still growing and you're living off of it and things are going okay.
0: You look to be a fairly young guy. Did you retire early? Yes, I did. Good for you. Did you get to the point where you're bored or you've been finding
3: things? I'm not bored. I do odd jobs. I volunteer, my vacation.
0: Anything you would have changed in the approach to the way you approach retirement or retirement planning?
3: I would have gone earlier. A lot of people, they just don't feel, even though the financial person tells them they're ready to go, maybe I, I could have gone probably a year or two years earlier and and maybe I should
0: have. Tom is a client of Annex Wealth Management. Wasn't always that way. Chose a different company. Decided that Annex fit the needs a little bit more closely. Tom, we're glad to have you as a client. Hope we can be part of a great retirement for many, many years. Thanks for coming in. Oh well, thank you very much, Danny. Let's talk locations because we want to make it easy to meet with Annex Wealth Management. We're in Elm Grove, Lake Country, Mequon, Appleton, downtown Milwaukee, inside the Pfister. We're in Madison, in Naples, Florida, or Libertyville, Illinois. Saturday, November 19th, time for news. And for that, we head to the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Know the Difference with Annex Wealth Management, joined by Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Hello, Tom. Hey, Danny. Well, I'm starting this segment with an apology, my friend. You and I were discussing the Retirement Plan Services Department at Annex Wealth Management, and I guess the number of clients you and the team handle at a far
5: lower number than you and the team handle. Sorry, buddy. Hey, Danny, I saw that as a total compliment because that means we're obviously uh, doing a lot of good work with the resources that we have. So I thought that was a compliment.
0: Well, you do a lot more than I thought. And that makes sense because Retirement Plan Services is a department. It's
5: well staffed. And that's how you provide the client service that you do. It is. And we don't forget, you know, we take advantage of the core team. We're supported by the investment committee, the marketing group, your team uh, does a lot for us. And obviously the financial planning department as well. So we our core group does a lot of good work, but we are also supported by everybody else. So I was thinking it might be helpful to kind of paint
0: the picture as to the types of companies that we provide services for, because it's a wide range. And maybe there's a company owner, a CFO, an HR professional, a small business leader listening that's going to hear a company like theirs and decide that Annex Wealth Management's retirement plan services would be a great tool in attracting and retaining talent. I hear that's the hot thing right now. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Let's get into it. You told me we've got a client that's a startup and
5: that's fantastic, like a business in a garage kind of a startup. So here's where you start getting into the vernacular that we use in the 401k business. Uh, what I was referring to is actually not where the company is a startup, but the 401k plan itself is a startup. So there are cases where someone's starting up a company and then coincidentally with that, they get a 401k going. But what happens a lot of times is company's been around for a little while, they're starting to grow, they're hiring some more employees, and they say, now we wanna start bringing in some benefits, let's start up a 401k plan. And we have a number of clients with whom we've helped out on that end. Very nice. So how do we approach them? Somebody that's adding it in? Yeah, this is where you'll see as we go through the progression of this. It is different because the clients are different. So usually in that case, they don't have a lot of experience with a 401k. So the role that I play is very educational and handholding. Of these are the things you're going to expect. Here's how it's going to work from an administrative functional standpoint. We're really holding hands a lot. It's interesting. Some of those smaller startup plans actually they require more work on our part because there's so much education and exploration on behalf of the client. So it's a really it's a fun and fulfilling experience, really. It's a clean sheet of paper. I mean, you're going zero to 60. That's the other thing that's really fun about it is we don't need to start by fixing anything. we can start <laughs> from scratch and get it going right away in the in a good way.
0: Next jump up is, say let's say a medium-sized company, right? With the Annex Wealth Management Retirement Plan Services world, what constitutes a medium-sized company?
5: This is, again, where when we talk about 401k plans, a lot of times people focus on the assets in the plan. And for us, that is really immaterial. We look at how many employees do you have and how spread out are they? Do Are you at 10 different locations or just two different locations or something like that? And so if a medium-sized employer for us is in that 50 employees to 150 employees range, I would say, because the way that we interact with that kind of spectrum is, is reasonably consistent across our client base.
0: That's a good amount of employees to be taken care of, though.
5: It is. Oh yeah, it is indeed. You know, they're all obviously important to to work with, but we've got some bigger ones as well. Okay. Uh, With more employees, I imagine the breadth of services we provide is maybe a little wider? You know, it's Less the the services themselves and more the manner in which we deliver them. So if there are multiple locations, that creates opportunities and maybe some challenges there as well. But also the types of employees are very important. Some people are really good with technology. Other employee bases are less so. We offer both in-person and online engagement in varying levels with employees and so what we find is certain employers we're doing a lot more on-site stuff and then other employers say hey we really like the virtual interaction and so and then others it's a combination of the two
0: then i'm thinking of maybe even like a manufacturing company right you've got
5: executive level you've got management level and Mm -hmm. then you've got the people out in the shop yeah so even within companies really good point danny our engagement approach varies. We really do try to tailor it to the employee, him or herself. With Tom Parks, Director of
0: Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management, where we work with companies at the startup level. And today I learned that it actually wasn't somebody in a garage. It's just somebody who's never had a plan before. Medium-sized companies and large companies as well. Without naming names, can you describe large companies that we work with and
5: how we do that with them? What's different with these clients is you're talking, you know, 150 and above and up to over a thousand or more employees. So usually those employers have more robust benefits departments. Those are going to be the clients who tend to have investment committees, whereas some of the smaller ones do not. And so, and there's a level of sophistication there. Not that they're more sophisticated people. It's just, they have a lot more experience having had a bigger plan and, you know, the things that come up. So our engagement on the employee side doesn't change as much. It does on scale, but our interaction with the employer, the fiduciaries in that case, is usually a little bit different just because their level of experience is different. I want to underline this, big or small, our goal is the same. It's a high level of service. Absolutely. And in the end, the employees are the priority. Yet yeah, there are different ways to arrive at that, but that's what we really pride ourselves on.
0: So if this conversation has piqued anybody's interest, if you need to build up a retirement plan services or maybe get a second look at what you got now, what's the best way to get a hold of you, Tom?
5: Best way to contact us is check out our website, AnnexWealth.com. You're going to find a page for the 401k team and you'll see how to get a hold of us. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning, retirement
0: plan services. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button start the wealth metric process. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? Now, this segment might be a shocker to those of you who aren't retired yet. If you're currently retired, please play along because you know how it really goes. And if that sounds mysterious, that's okay to add to the mystery or perhaps unwind it a little bit. We're joined by Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning Development, CFP, and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back, Deanne. Thanks for having me. Okay, let's set the stage. There was a panel discussion dedicated to quote, finding happiness in retirement. It gathered thought leaders, but it also included an actual retiree who added reality to the discussion. And the bottom line is happiness in retirement might not come from what you think it does.
6: Experts state three things critical in common having enough money having relationships with peers and community and having good health
0: may i ask you to read what this regular person who was at this conference said when he addressed everyone
6: absolutely this is a quote when you plan for retirement it's like staging a very beautiful still photograph the very first day you're in retirement it actually becomes a full motion video And you have to accept that retirement is not going to be exactly the way you planned it out because of a whole host of reasons. Now, that's not to say you were wrong or you didn't get it right. It's just like when we were at work. Things change.
0: You've worked with clients for a long time. Can I get an amen to that?
6: Yeah, it's a beautiful quote. Life is not linear, planners like to say. That's why we're always going back to the basics of the financial plans and stress testing those. It's not just about reaching financial goals, but life goals as well.
0: Okay, this was the Health and Retirement Study Assesses Trends in What's Important in Retired Life. It's a study of 20,000 retirees, so good sample size. When they analyzed life satisfactions, the study saw three core elements to life satisfaction. Deanne, obviously, this makes sense. The first pillar is money.
6: Yes, and having more money does make you happier because it gives you more choices, but that effect appears to hit parity at about $4 million. Now, that's not to say having more hurts you, of course it doesn't, but experts are finding out that having more doesn't necessarily lead to greater satisfaction either. That's kind of the peak happiness.
0: We're talking about the health and retirement study. Three pillars, the first is money. The second relationships with peers and community. You know, it's interesting to note that the study says all of these are investments, not just money investments.
6: Right. When you invest in something, and sometimes it's money, but often it's time and mental capacity. It's what you're willing to give up to get something for the future. Relationships, obviously, are an investment. Social networks can take work to create and maintain. It's an investment of time, effort, energy. And for many people, creative fulfillment is equally important. Retirement's a perfect age for that creative side to emerge but you got to invest in all of them right you do you do and health is very important too if you've neglected the holistic health while working on your career then we might have a slew of other issues
0: right and that is the third pillar in the health and retirement study it's health
6: and that's a little hard it is hard because sometimes we think i'll pay attention to myself when i retire also people become ill they don't plan that right of course things change Deanne
0: Phillips is Director of Client Learning Development, a CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. We're talking about the Health and Retirement Study. Deanne, how often do you see people hit retirement and then kind of flounder until they find out their or get their retirement bearings?
6: Very often because we have to remember we're not retiring from something as much as retiring to something. We have to come from an understanding of what we want to retire to. Life goals and financial goals are absolutely intertwined. Why is it or is it
0: even hard for us to predict what's going to make us happy in retirement?
6: Yes, because we have to consider the lifestyle around our choices. For a great example, buying a sports car. You know, we may think, gee, when i retired, I'm going to get that sports car I want. Now, just driving it around and having it might not be the key to our ultimate happiness. We have to consider that. It's really kind of a lifestyle we're getting into, right? Maybe having a vintage sports car puts us in a club. We meet Mm like-minded people. We have social events. It becomes a hobby. We need to fix it. We put more time with it. All of a sudden, we're engaging our mind, our body, our social interactions around something we like. It's so much more than, yeah, I'm just going to drive around the neighborhood, right? So it's really got us thinking through our choices and where they might guide us.
0: Is thinking that retirement is six Saturdays and a Sunday, is that a mistake?
6: Yeah, I'd rather have people think of it as a different job with fantastic benefits. So, you know, going out to eat with friends or going on vacations or going to an event, these are things that actually can provide true happiness and retirement. We've been used to going to work and being surrounded by people and social interactions. So to switch that off and go into isolation too much can lead to depression it can impact our health it can be really culturally harmful too if we isolate too much so now there may be a period of time where we say i just need to decompress and that's okay too you have to follow your values this is where a discussion with the people in your life that are important to you about what your goals are kind of like setting a track for a new career or job it's very important
0: so is there a takeaway when it comes to managing retirement expectations
6: Yeah, we all have to remember that even with a significant other, as humans, we all have and we value autonomy, individualism, goals, mastery of something. It's important that we have our goals together, maybe as a couple, and our own personal goals as well. These are all very important discussions to have around lifestyle and retirement, both with your family, but also with your financial planner.
0: Everything starts with a plan, right? Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Deanne Phillips, thanks for your time.
6: Thank you for having me.
0: We are back, and a quick reminder, this show is going to be available on Spotify at the top of the hour if you came in late and you, uh, you want to catch up on it, or if you liked it and you want to hear it again, because there's chock full of great information, again, that's on Spotify at the top of the hour. I'm Danny Clayton, now joined in the studio by Brandon Lehman, CFP and Director of Branch Development at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome. Danny. Dave Spano, still here. He is uh, President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Thanks, Danny. You Brandon, you and I were talking
1: uh, earlier this week about all of the work that that we do on the financial planning side and you know people have lots of choices they can either manage it themselves they can hire a brokerage firm or a bank but there's truly is a difference between hiring a fee only fiduciary and all of the work that we do you and i were talking about a client earlier this week who you really did a ton of financial planning work with
4: yeah i mean when you look at and you break it down there's so much behind the scenes that is done by the team here from you know first and foremost the financial plan we start to put that together, we have those conversations, but behind the scenes there's the conversations with the financial planning team. What do you see? Where are the opportunities? How do we dive deep down into this? Where can we make changes? What can they potentially do? Then it leads over to, I think, one of the ones that is maybe discussed a lot on the radio but might be underappreciated is all the tax planning that goes into it. What are we doing? Where are you going? You've said it, Dave, for years. You know what you own. Well, that's really important on the tax side. How does it impact? What is it doing? So we'll take we'll take a look at that. We'll say this is what it means to you. But then if you marry it back to the plan. So what are you doing in your plan? How does that marry to your tax plan? All of that time, all of that work is behind the scenes. Now, for you as a client, you might seem like, oh, they worked on it. Well, there was quite a few individuals on that tax team, on that estate planning team, on that financial planning team that came together and put those minds together because of the great knowledge that we have here and and the great team where we can sit down and put it all together. And it seems real simple, but behind the scenes, there's a lot of work, a lot of effort to make sure that your plan works and you can achieve the goals you've laid out.
1: In this particular client that we're talking <coughs> about, you brought in the team members, and these are folks are JDs, lawyers. Uh, they are CPAs, they're CFPs, they're CFAs. And then all that client gets access to all of that. They were This particular person was talking to another advisor, and they said, we're gonna do some tax planning. So this client went and talked to that person who was a tax planner. You want to know what their definition of tax plan was? Throw it into an annuity, right? Because it's tax deferral. That is a far difference from what we're talking about.
4: And that actually creates a whole other situation further down the road from taxes. You have to think about it, not just now and today, but you have to start forecasting forward as best you can, right? You you don't for sure know, but you start saying... What does this mean one year, two years, three years, five years? And did you take years?
1: capital gains and turn them into income? And that's a lot of times people don't think about. It. Can you explain that?
4: Yeah. So capital gains all of a sudden are coming out. And, and how is it coming out? Is it efficient? Is it inefficient? Has it been turned into an annuity and now right. it's it's not taxed it's at an a better rate? ordinary income, right? Yeah. It, that ordinary income makes a big difference. I mean, folks' tax rates are going to go up and we know for sure at least in 2025 based on the current laws that it's going to sunset and go back to what it was in 2017 but things have to change from a tax standpoint. And if you're creating more taxable income in the future by utilizing something that is tax inefficient, that will have a drag on your plan. It's called a tax drag is what we refer to. And that tax drag could seriously impact over the long term.
1: And the other friction, let me just jump in, not only is there a tax drag, but the other friction that is out there are the costs and fees associated with that. So there are two pieces of friction that are created when people do that. And just one more thing before we end because we're running out of time is you talk to a particular client and they were comparing uh, uh, one advisor to another advisor and there was 100 basis points. In other words, 1% difference between the two accounts and you did a really nice job of explaining the difference.
4: Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, it, one, is it apples to apples? Do you even own the same thing? Do you own something that is prepared for potentially in what looks like a recession on the horizon or are you just getting that extra alpha because you took more risk But then on the flip side, when things turn south, how is that going to impact it? How is it being actively managed? Is it looked at from a top-down and a bottom-up approach? And explaining that and reviewing that, it's all about the plan. How does it tie in? And are you prepared for not just right now and how you did the last nine months, but Going forward, are you ready for that? And that's what you have the investment team for and the, the investment committee for. Thank you. For that it was excellent, my friend. Very
0: nice. Brandon Lehman, Director of Branch Development, CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Appreciate it. Danny. Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Appreciate that. Thank yeah, you.
1: you bet. It. Enjoy the weekend.
0: Folks, if you're working with somebody other than Annex, are have they been through what we're going through right now? This is not a time for inexperience. It's not a time to let somebody do on-the-job training with your future, during their first time in a downturn. It is time for comprehensive planning. From a fee-only fiduciary, take the next step. Head to the website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Now's the time. Annex is ready. See you back here next Saturday, 10 o'clock. Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 620 WTMJ.